listening to Expand Your Horizons, the podcast for English language teachers and wanderlust indulgers. This is Lauren and Shannon, teacher training duo of TefelHorizons.com. Each week, we bring you teaching advice, travel tips, and inspiring stories from around the globe. Here's to making this big world a little smaller by connecting ESL teachers everywhere. Hello, and welcome back to Expand Your Horizons. It is crazy windy here in Boston as I'm recording this, so hopefully you're not getting too much of that background noise, but you might be hearing it. Um, But anyway, I'm very excited to announce that we are officially kicking off season two of the podcast with this episode. So our guest this week is a returning guest. You may have heard me interview him last season in episode 21. His name is Orlando Delgado, and I'm very happy to have him back on the podcast a second time. Uh, In case you missed the first interview with Orlando, I just want to tell you first a little bit about his background before we jump in. Orlando has been working as the Director of Teacher Training and Development Operations for International House Mexico for more than seven years now, leading the 15 IH teacher training department branches in the country, and he's also a member of the Executive Board of Directors. He has worked as a teacher trainer for over 10 years in Mexico, the U.S., the U.K., Ukraine, Italy, Canada, Tunisia, and Argentina, and as a freelance coursebook writer for the University of Dayton. Additionally, he is a very active CELTA, ICELT, and DELTA assessor, um, which means he travels in Europe, North America, Central and South America to assess other CELTA centers. Um, He's also a CELTA trainer and oversees the CELTA training and I believe DELTA training at IH Mexico. So he remains very actively involved in professional development and reflective practice. He holds a master's degree in teacher education from the University of Manchester, and he is currently working on his MBA through Warwick University Business School. As director of operations, Orlando leads and implements projects to make teacher training at IH Mexico as effective as it can be, and he also gets to work with the sales and marketing team to develop innovative new products and courses, and I'm going to tell you about one of his recent innovations in just a second. Uh, So it's especially great to be talking to Orlando this week because he's very knowledgeable and enthusiastic about online teaching and training in particular, so this seems like a fitting time to chat with him about what's going on in the world right now and how that affects our industry. At the time of recording and airing this episode, we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, and I know that many of you listening are experiencing the effects of everything that's happening right now in one way or another. Um, I imagine that, as it is for me, it's impacting how you're thinking about teaching and how you're thinking about learning and professional development and really just what working and socializing and communicating right now um, in general look like on the day-to-day. So for this episode, Orlando and I really wanted to keep our conversation a little bit less formal and just take the opportunity to reflect on what all of this means right now in our industry and hopefully to give you just sort of some broad insight and advice about teaching online in general, since that's very much what is happening and what seems to be necessary at the moment. Um, So I assume that it's going to be helpful to focus on online teaching in the coming weeks as well. Um, And so I'm happy to say that you can look forward to uh, even more practical advice about online teaching and techniques in our upcoming episodes. 
Um, so for now, though, as many of us are currently practicing social distancing due to everything that's happening and are not able to teach in person or even really to leave our homes, Orlando and I have also been talking a lot about how to provide more opportunities for teacher training and for professional development online. So one of the things I want to tell you about, um, if you're interested in using this time to get some additional training, is first of all, if you've been thinking about taking the CELTA course, uh, this whole pandemic may have thrown a wrench in your plans. But what I want to tell you is that International House Mexico is actually now offering the CELTA course completely online. So it's exactly the same CELTA. You just don't actually need to do the in-person teaching practice component as you had to before. Now, even the teaching practice part will be done online. So you still get the same hands-on teaching practice. It's just that you'll be teaching online lessons instead of in-person lessons. So this is great for the moment um, because you can now actually fully complete your CELTA certification without having to go anywhere. Um, and especially if online teaching is something that you wanted to do anyway and that you wanted to get some training in anyway, um, then doing the CELTA online will actually provide you with really concrete training as to how to plan and deliver online classes. Because of this whole pandemic situation, IH Mexico is offering this online CELTA at a special rate. Um, it's actually being offered at about half of what the normal in-person CELTA course typically costs. So it's a great opportunity. Um, they're really trying to make it easy for teachers to, to still get the training that they want, even with everything that's happening right now. So if you want to check it out, you can get more information and apply at tefelhorizons.com slash CELTA online. So that's one word, tefelhorizons.com, and then CELTA online, slash CELTA online, one word. Um, and that's in the show notes for this episode, too, if you want to just click on the link. The other exciting announcement that I want to tell you about before we get into our episode this week is that we are bringing back our webinars. So we are launching another series of free webinars. We'll do a free weekly training online every Friday for the next couple of months to hopefully give you something to do and something to occupy your mind um, if you're stuck at home and you're feeling bored or you're feeling antsy for some additional development. So the first three training sessions have already been announced on our website and registration is open now. As you might imagine, these first sessions and the, the upcoming sessions are primarily going to focus on practical strategies for online teaching. So very useful for the moment if online teaching is something that you need to do right now or want to do right now. Uh, so join us. We would love to have you. You can register at tefelhorizons.com webinars. So there you'll find the dates, the times, the topics for the upcoming sessions. And I would say even if you aren't able to attend live, I would encourage you to register anyway, because that way we'll send you the link to the recording once the live session has ended. So you can still watch the workshop online. You can watch the recording and you know get that training on your own schedule. All right, this was a long intro. So without further ado, let's get to our episode for this week. Um, so welcome to Expand Your Horizons season two officially, and welcome to Orlando for a great conversation. Hi, Orlando. Thanks for being here. Hi, Shannon. Thank you. All right. So we've been talking a lot about what's going on in the world right now, which is a lot. Yeah. Um, and obviously, with everybody being kind of quarantined and being encouraged to social distance as much as possible, uh, that's having a big impact on how we interact with each other. And definitely, as 
English teachers or English language teaching professionals, um, it has a big impact on how we're operating right now. So what do you think about what's happening right now? How are you reacting to all of yeah. this? How are you feeling? Yeah, true. Well, I mean, I, I think, well, it, it's hard to tell, right, Sharon, because um, it's one of the things that, I mean, nobody really felt that we were going to be here today, you know, like, no. all, <laughs> right? <laughs> all, all, I mean, you know, if you asked me, you know, three months ago, you know, nobody really saw this coming, and, and it's one of the things that makes you wonder, you know, if the world is actually uh, going to be exactly the same, you know? I mean, whenever we are, you know, way past this... Um, current situation, you know, the pandemic that we all are going through, um, you know, we don't know where really things are going to go in the future, you know, I mean, in terms of, you know, how things might develop, you know, in relation to, you know, how people are going to interact in the future, or the extent to which, you know, this pandemic is going to impact on how people view different things, you know, like, like, for example, you know, I mean, right now we are talking about, um, education, right, and, and and the fact that you know many, you know, teachers, you know, institutions and professors, you know, around the world, you know, have suddenly found themselves, you know, in this situation where they have to, you know, they they've had to like change everything pretty much overnight, you know, like from teaching face to face in the classroom to you know remote teaching, and um, and and I think it's 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 one of those. It, you know, it's it's one of those moments I think in history where you know it kind of like makes you reconsider. You know where <laughs> you know like where things might go and how things might change. Like like for example in the Absolutely. second war, right? Like like for example like in the second war. I mean just I mean to you know give an example to our audience. Um, in the Second World War, you know, like women, you know, like took up men's jobs, right? Because and, and because like every, you know, like everybody, you know, went to war and and you know, like from there, you know, from like 1915, 1960, um, you know, people realized that you know gender equality was something to stay for the long term, you know, and that wasn't the case beforehand, you know. So it was that big change. In, 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 you know, global economies, you know, because of, you know, mm-hmm. because of the Second World War that impacted on how people and society viewed the world, you know, and, and, and I mean, at least in terms of, of, of you know, gender equality um, um, and, and how um, people would then continue to, to become part of the workforce, you know, in the, in the years to come. So, uh, so, so that's one of the things that, uh, you know, makes you wonder nowadays with the current situation, you know, with, with COVID-19, you know, and the fact that many teachers, you know, have suddenly realized they have to move on to um, online teaching or remote teaching, which, by the way, are two different things. And, and, and we can maybe also talk about that later in the conversation today. Yeah. Um, but but that's that, and 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 you know it's how people are currently adapting to a situation that you know wasn't expected, and 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 nobody thought would eventually or or would, would suddenly happen, right? I, I think we all knew at some point that we were going to end up, you know, teaching, you know, like uh, from home and, 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 you know, like, like doing online teaching on, you know, like on our computers, you know, on the screen, you know, like, like doing stuff, you know, in virtual classrooms. I, I think we all kind of like yeah. knew that that was, but not how soon. Right. See? And not how completely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess what you're getting at with the World War II comparison is that right now, you know, it's easy to look at this as something that's just kind of a short-term coping mechanism. Like, oh, we yeah. can't leave the house right now. So obviously any teaching is going to be done online. But it sounds like what you're saying is you could see this having very lasting effects on the industry where now we're realizing that teaching online is not only possible, but it, it actually works very well, maybe. Yeah. And this is kind of like pushing us even faster, even sooner into the direction of teaching more fully online. Like the online teaching industry is going to maybe blow up um, yeah. and be this lasting effect where this was kind of the spark or the impetus, you know, this whole situation, but it's going to create this very lasting industry change. That's that's right, you know, and 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 of course, you know, it's, it's not just happening, you know, in the world of, I mean, our field, you know, which is that of, you know, ELT, you know, English language teaching, but it's like across mm -hmm. the board, right? I mean, it's right. kind of like one of those, I mean, you know, for the lack of a better word, you know, tectonic shifts, you know, in society, yeah, That's right? a great way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, because cause that's, it, you know, it's such a, it's such a, you know, it's such a change, you know, in, in the mindset, you know, of society, mm -hmm. you know, and... And, you know, because like, I mean, prior to this, you know, like people were like, well, yeah, maybe online teaching, you know, okay, you know, I'll give you a try, you know, I'll give you a go, you know, one of these days. And actually now they have to, they have to do it overnight. And, um, but then the other thing is, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's different when you have to, when you have to like suddenly, you know, come up with a lesson plan for a class that you ha you had to teach last week and now and you couldn't because of the pandemic, right? And now right. you have to put something together overnight. It's very different, you know. That's a very different scenario from like very well thought out planning that you do in advance, you know, for for when your house is not on fire, basically, right? Something <laughs> exactly. That... <laughs> yes, right? and there's an added element, you know. You're, now you're not just thinking about the lesson anymore, but you're thinking about how you're going to translate all of that onto this online platform. So I think for a lot of teachers, it's very stressful that they already have everything else going on with this situation, which is just yeah. kind of inherently personally stressful for everybody, students, teachers, everybody. But then thinking about, okay, not only do I need to plan my lesson and the world is kind of upside down right now, but I also have to figure out how to use Zoom yeah. or how to um, whatever, you know, whatever. do I have the yeah. technological capability to even do this? And it's yeah. that on top of the lesson, learning all of these new tools and this new tech. Yeah, and, and there's also, you know, because there is that to that question and there's also, you know, the, the big divide, you know, that there's been, you know, for like years now, you know, like like younger generations and like millennials, you know, who are kind of like practically born, you know, with a computer already now. And the second they're born, you know, they're kind of like already typing things up on, <laughs> on the keyboard, right? And that, you know, generation and that of basically our predecessors, right? Like, like you know, people that, you know, like, like started teaching, you know, like, like with a, with a, with, with an actual blackboard, you know, not, yeah. not with a whiteboard. And, uh, and and there is that big divide there, you know, of, gener of generational differences also, um, and and it's also about like how these two different or three different or four different because it's not just two different generations, but it's like a number of different generations that are involved in the field of education. Mm -hmm. um, how how they cope with that, or how they either fight against that change, or how they you know, kind of adapt to the new circumstances, you know, because because they're also, you know, I was just talking about the same topic with a friend the other day who's also in the field, and we were talking about how this might also impact on how companies, you know, so, so not just like like the people in the trench, you know, like professors, coordinators, and teachers, like little trainers like ourselves, right, but how 
companies and businesses you know, globally in the future are going to be looking into how to deliver more online services. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody, right? I mean, you have an Uber account. I have an Uber account. Um, Uber Eats, right? I mean, and it's yeah. one of those services that is so readily available at hand. So how is that going to transfer, you know, to, to translate in the future to say like teaching on demand or learning on demand, right? So um, I, I don't know if you've seen those apps, but like the other day I bumped to it, into it like just out of, I mean, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, out of the blue and, and I saw this app on like online tutors, like you pay, it's kind of like ordering a pizza online, but, but <laughs> right? ordering a lesson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's so I, interesting. Right. And it was so, it was very, I mean, at, you know, at first I was like, wow, okay. So like, how does it work? And, and, and it was very interesting to, to read how it worked. Cause, cause basically like, like you just like signed up, you know, pretty much like Uber Eats or like Facebook or whatever. Um, and then you know there's like like tutors available, okay, uh, and subjects that they give, right? Uh, and you know like there's a, a different range of different topics. I mean anything from like maths to to like biology to like English to like Spanish literature, whatever. Mm -hmm. right? um, and it was funny because it was kind of like on demand hourly lessons, you see. So yeah, I've seen. I don't know if you've seen these as well. I mean they're all over Instagram and social media. There are so mm -hmm. many good memes about this whole situation, which is it's a nice way to stay right. sort of lighthearted in the midst of everything. But, um, you know, there are so many memes. Like, I think the New York Times did a comic that was like, you know, somebody, a business-looking person sitting at their computer saying, oh, so all of those meetings really could have been emails or really could have been phone calls. <laughs> exactly. And it's I love that because it's so... It's a joke, but it's yeah. also so true in that it's, it's so sort of true. showing the direction that we're going right now and kind of what mm -hmm. this is making everybody realize is that, you know, I think in the past we saw online communication as an alternative, like a backup, like, oh, OK, That's there right. isn't a class, That's a right. personal physical class available or teacher available in mm -hmm. my area. So therefore, I guess I'll do this online. Um, but I think with the situation that's happening right now, it's showing everybody that online could actually be the first choice, could that's actually right. be the preferred way of learning because maybe it works just as well, if not better. Um, not yep. And it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Like, oh, all of this could have been done online. Wow. So how is that going to change the way we view services? Like you said, teaching, learning and, and services in general. Yeah. Yeah, no, truly, because, I mean, you're right, like, I mean, up to, like, three months ago, you know, I mean, pretty much everybody thought of, like, online options as, as that, you know, as, as, like, alternatives, you know, like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, I cannot do this, so, you know, I should just, like, try to do it online, but as a second option, rather right. than, like, like, you see what I mean? And now, nowadays, you know, I, I think, you know, I mean, this is my personal opinion, of course, but, you know, I think with these kind of, like, tectonic shift you know mm -hmm. in education you know or businesses globally i think you know people are going to be increasingly um you know they're going to be increasingly moving more towards online technology and online services and online well in this case you know for online teaching right because because that's that's really you know where 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 things are going and and it's kind of yep. it's kind of like where things are going not because that was like uh, I mean, maybe it was meant to happen at some point because of technological advances or anything, but but or something like that. But but because of now people being forced, because that's practically what 
what's happening now right? people are being forced to stay indoors and stay safe right and but right. as, but as the, as the political and, and and social animals you know or human beings that we are you know we we still need that kind of interaction right so so we still need to to provide and to receive a service you know whether that is through face-to-face interaction or only interaction that's that's kind of like that that's that's not the point the point is we still need a service we still need that interaction and and now because of what's happening you know people are just being forced to give you a go to give you a try which maybe before they they were not willing to right Mm -hmm. um and then uh, there's you know, I'm, I'm currently taking my MBA, um, you know, with University of Warwick. And another thing that we've been talking, you know, because we've got, like, WhatsApp groups and stuff. And one of the things that we're talking about is also, uh, like, it's the perfect time for companies uh, or for entrepreneurs, you know, to come up with all of these different new alternatives, you know, new opportunities for businesses, you know. And, yes. And, right? So it's it's how the wealth or, or, or the new future entrepreneurs or the future employers of the world are going to be taking advantage of this situation in a good way, you know, taking mm-hmm. advantage of this situation to develop kind of like a new online, um, I don't know, like what do you, what, I mean, like an like online, online you know? menu almost or. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and of course, and it's then the question remains and like how is that going to impact on online education because because he also kind of brings questions to the table i mean maybe i mean do people actually want to go to a physical physical school anymore right yeah i i think in the past absolutely and now maybe not you know like is it is it even necessary yeah, exactly. Is it exactly? Is it even necessary? Like, why, why would I like leave my my home? You know, why would I leave my office? Why, you know, like if I'm doing home office, you know, I'm pretty much everything online, or like, right. not. You say like, why should I, like, I mean, gain the car? You know, like start the car, start the engine, exactly. You know, like, drive for like ten minutes or whatever. Pay for know? gas, pay for public transit. Yeah. And I think, I mean, honestly, I don't know if this sounds pessimistic, but I think a lot of us are feeling this. I, you know, I think even after, hopefully, which is not too long from now, even after we're kind of given an official okay to be back out and about in public and to be in the same space as a lot of other people, I think the paranoia is going to linger. Like, I don't think everybody's going to just be able to switch back over to immediately, okay, I feel safe in public spaces, right? So I think, yeah. I think it's going to make us all sort of reevaluate the worth of going out and interacting publicly mm-hmm. for a little while. And I think that will sort of prolong the necessity of a lot of online services. But like we've been saying, even beyond that, I think what we're learning now is that online services can be just as useful, if not even better. More. Right. More, yeah. you know, the quality is the same. And then you're just adding the comfort and the convenience that you don't have where you with services where you have to leave your house and you have to go somewhere and you have to totally. pay to get there and yeah 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 no and 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 you know i i would fully agree with you i think that you know in relation to online services you know online provision of like whatever you know services or products you know i think i mean yeah i'm fully with you i think i think some of them can actually be better than 
you know, face to face. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about, it, you know, like there are so many things. Like for example, I mean, you know, I mean, now talking about our field, you know, English language teaching, there is only so much that you can do in the classroom, right? I mean, there's only say like you're a learner. You know, you're going to the classroom, say, like, twice a week for, like, two hours. So you're getting your, you know, like, like four hours a week, you know, and, and you're getting, you know, like, interaction with your peers, blah, 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 your grammar lesson, your speaking class, whatever. Um, and then, but, but that was that, right? And, and mm-hmm. in the past, you know, I remember, you know, when, when I went to school, you know, people would leave, like, loads of homework, you know, for you to do, you know, and, and, and basically you have to find the time, you know, at South Classroom Hours to do your homework and then but but that was that and and then it kind of like felt like homework was kind of like just an afterthought of of whatever was happening in the classroom you know you didn't really feel like oh you know you really do have to do your homework because because that's that's the core of you know like i mean that's where the learning is is happening it didn't really feel like that it just Mm -hmm. felt like oh you know this is like extra duties that the teachers um, want us to, you know, to ca- take care of, you know, to, right, to like busy work, like it's expected that homework is assigned, work. so therefore they're giving yeah. us something. Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever that's useful or not, that that's out of the question. And and but then in an online environment, you know, and and that's what people, you know, are, are you know, I, I I would like to say rapidly, but but it's still slowly happening, but but it might change in the future. But but that's what people have started to realize, you know, how. An online medium, you know, like uh, you know, an online platform, you know, or you know, simply an online world, you know, or, or an online environment can give you different means, you know, and different tools to work with your learners, mm-hmm. regardless of how much um, or how many contact hours you have with your learners face to face, synchronously live, for example. So, so that's yeah. yeah, so that's what people are doing with like things like flipping, flipping the classroom. I was just right? about to bring that up. Yeah, so I think I could tell what you were saying was sort of transitioning into that, and I think that's worth talking about for a second. Where mm-hmm. what you were saying is sort of this old model is you go to the class and then the homework is assigned almost as an afterthought that, oh, yeah. and also, I guess, go home and, and do this now that we've done yeah. this other stuff in class. Whereas you could sort of reframe that in your mind as a model where the homework is like a precursor to the upcoming lesson where the students are doing yeah. this work on their own as preparation for what will be done or what will be discussed live. And that sounds to me like we're getting into what is commonly referred to as flipping the classroom. And I know if you're listening and and you haven't heard that term before, it sounds kind of crazy or (laughs) like, what is that? (laughs) Um, So can you talk a little bit about what that means to flip the classroom (coughs) and how online teaching works for that? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you know what, like nowadays, you know, like many teachers, you know, I mean, especially in the States, for example, you know, where unfortunately you know the pandemic is hitting really hard now um you know what many teachers have been forced to uh, is you know they decide to you know i mean they they they've tried you know to move some of the content you know that they i mean normally they will give face to face in the classrooms they're trying to get that you know you know, through remote teaching, you know, to the learners, and 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 one of the ways to do this, I mean, it's not the only way, but one of the mm-hmm. ways, which they, you know, they are trying um, to to uh, in which you know they are trying to do this, you know, to achieve this is by flipping the classroom, and by this we mean, um, you know, like basically the classroom now, in this case, an online classroom, for example, you know, given the situation, is really the place where, kind of like 
further clarification is given rather than right. where the, the core of the content is delivered, right? Exactly. So it's sort of further clarification rather than the initial clarification. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So, you know, if, if I were giving, say, a class and... I don't know, like like literature or maths, you know, or biology, you know, or like English, for example, you know, which which is something that nowadays, you know, teachers in the states are being, you know, being are facing, you know, because of the situation nowadays. Um, right now, it's happening. You know, I, what I would do is, you know, I would I, I would use tools, you know, like because loads of different tools, right? But you know, one of those could be like say. Google Classroom, you know, Edmo, you know, and, and Edmodo, sorry. And what you would do as a teacher is, you know, you will facilitate the process prior to the, um, the actual live session um, mm-hmm. by sending or by uploading your materials to Google Classroom, you know, and this could be in the form of like videos, you know, like, like PDFs with like reading work that the learners have to do prior to the live session, for example. Um, you could also have them do this, you know, kind of like project work, you know, that, that maybe they, they need to start with, you know, before the live session. Then they would maybe like throughout the week, they would do some of their work. Then they would meet the tutor, the teacher, you know, the maths teacher, biology teacher, whatever, you know, have you, you name it, um, in the live session. And then it would be just basic kind of like, um, either kind of like follow up to what have already been set up and talked about in, 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 uh, in this online environment or further clarification, or it could just be continuation to that and then further set up, you know, for, further work they'll need to do, you know, on, on their own, you know, in which, I mean, on whatever platform, um, sorry, whatever platform you're having them work with. Um, so, um, so, so, then I, so I guess it goes a long way, you know, to show how, I mean, nowadays, you know, teachers are being creative, you know, with the content and the syllabus, because, you know, something that was initially created and designed to be given face-to-face, suddenly, you know, they're being forced, you know, to deliver in, in a flipped way, you know, whereby mm-hmm. the, the focus is on the learner rather than the teacher, which is actually another interesting topic to talk about. You know, it how, is. Right? Yeah. I mean, how, how um, uh, online education can actually be even more student-centered. Right, I, which we don't really yeah. think about. I feel like the initial instinct is that, oh, it's very teacher-fronted, you know, it's the teacher talking in this... Uh, platform, whatever that happens to be, and then the learner is just kind of there, and how do you make it learner-centered? But yeah, flipping the classroom does sort of set it up to be a lot more student-centered and that it's, okay, you try this first. I'm going to send you this stuff to do in advance of the lesson in order to prepare for the lesson. So read this thing or do this exercise or try this out, see what makes sense to you, see what you're having trouble with. And then in the lesson, the learner dictates what the live part of the learning entails where mm-hmm. they say, okay, I got this part, but I need clarification on this part. And then the teacher comes in sort of just as a facilitator to what the learner has already been doing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's the thing, you see, because, uh, you know, like that also, you know, puts some pressure on, and again, you know, coming back to the idea of this divide, you know, between new generations and old traditional generations, you know, it also puts some pressure on, you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I mean it's, it's such a terrible thing to say, but you know, by uh, I mean, it just 
all the regenerations, you know, will coincidentally happen to be more teacher fronted, because mm -hmm. not not because they they want to be sometimes, but because that's the way they were taught, right? And that's right. how they were trained. And and you know, although inherently, inherently, you know, they they might want to fight against that, you know, and they think that instructional design should be different. You know, it's it's quite hard to fight against 20 years of experience you know, <laughs> exactly uh, you, you see what i mean um so so that's also one of the challenges moving forward you know how um you know instructional design you know or guidance you know for like different you know generations is going to take place you know in the years to come because now because of the situation you know people are being forced to you know suddenly you know, flip the classroom and do remote teaching, you know, and, and you know, in, in so many ways, you know, in so many levels, you know, the, the states you know, are now the epicenter of that change, you know, in relation to remote teaching and, and, and online learning. But then how, how are we going to, as, as educators moving forward, um, how are we going to, to phase that, you know, in the long term? I mean, is this a change that we're just you know, uh, 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 adopting uh, like in the short term because this is what the current situation is and, and, and we still need to make it work, but then am I going to go back to the traditional ways or um, am I going to be adopting these new ways, get further guidance and develop those skills so that I can then in the future remain competitive in, in, in the new markets to emerge because that, that as we were saying, you know, companies and and you know, people in in you know in, in higher places, you know, that they know how the, the education and the world of education is going to develop might be moving towards that, you know, where educators educators will be fully online. So so mm -hmm. so that's also that's that's a big question, you know, for educators around the world, you know, the extent to which you want to adopt those new skills or fight against that. You see, it's it's quite, it, it can be quite controversial. Yeah, absolutely. It's it opens up a lot of interesting conversation topics. And I feel like even in the course of this conversation, we've hit upon several things that we've both sort of probably said, oh, this could be a whole other episode, <laughs> a whole other uh, a whole episode branch of this conversation that yeah, we could go into. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So very true. And I know that we're going to do upcoming episodes um, with you and with some of um your your My colleagues case, other yeah. trainers that you've worked with um about sort of practical advice for teaching online so i'm really excited yeah. for when we get into that stuff i know this conversation has been a little bit more theoretical or philosophical but it's sure. been great um sure. but i think from there let's transition into what teachers can do because i know yep. most of us if not all of us are kind of grounded at home for the yep. time being so we might still be working we might still be doing a lot of online teaching yeah um, for like months to come i think yeah maybe. <laughs> but for who knows how long i think a lot yeah. of us are finding ourselves with Number one, uh, some new challenges in our teaching yeah. uh, styles and, and sort of teaching careers and also some extra time on our hands, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we could talk right. a little bit about um, how to get some training in this stuff. If you're not, you know, for those of you yeah. listening, if you're not super comfortable or confident teaching online right now, or even if you're just finding yourself with extra time and you are looking for some online professional development opportunities that you can do without having to leave your home. Um, we've got some stuff that we can talk about. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I, and I, think, I, think, I think that's the right topic to talk about because like I was saying, you know, it's, it's one of the things that um, 
I mean, people need guidance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and there needs to be training for that, you know, because sometimes, again, you know, depending on, on which of the generations you're coming from, um, either or, you know, you still need uh, guidance and training for that because, um, right. I mean, so, some of the things that we might take for granted, you know, in in, in the in the live classroom, you know, in, in, in a face-to-face setting, you know, my, it's, it's not that they are completely different in an online environment, but... But just like you know, like baking cakes, you know, is different from baking cookies. Uh, <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, I like cooking metaphors, so uh, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's 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 still baking, but it's, you're baking a completely different product, right? I so. love that. Yeah, it's a very different process. Yeah, um, t- totally. yeah, exactly. And I think for teachers, you know, it's one thing to think about um, as a teacher teaching online, but then there's yep. this whole other element of getting teacher training online now. Whereas, you know, yep. before, if you were a working teacher in a language school, you were getting this kind of camaraderie in the staff room or talking with your yep. coworkers between lessons or, you know, kind of there was more access to other teachers and other people and how other people were doing things um, that you don't have now if you're just sitting in your living room doing lesson after lesson and not having a chance to interact with other teachers. Or maybe you have never started online teaching and you want to do that now, um, but you don't have access to training. Um, So yeah, I think for teachers also using this situation as a way to find some online training opportunities can be really beneficial. Yeah, yeah, to develop the, oh, you know, to find, you know, to further hone, you know, their, their teaching skills, right, but mm-hmm. in a different environment, so so that they can also remain competitive, right, in, in, in the new markets to emerge, or the current exactly. online markets that are already mm-hmm. taking place, right, because cause it's, it's, cause, uh, it's a good thing that we're talking about this right now, because one of the myths that, um, you know, I hear quite a lot, you know, when it comes to online teaching and online training is that, you know, you have to be some kind of, like, tech whiz you know to <laughs> right right like like you know like open a zoom account or a Vedam yeah. account and like teach you know and, and some people are i mean sincerely you know some people you know are really afraid of of, of going online you know and, yeah and, it's intimidating and, it can yeah. be for some reason standing up in front of a group of people in person sometimes can feel much less scary than putting yourself on video on the internet <laughs> yeah but but you but, but that's the thing i mean you're you're used to like you know going to starbucks and you know, or going to mcdonald's every day i mean you're you're like used to like being in front of an audience you exactly. know wherever the audience is it's it's normally face to face but this new reality you know is also asking people to to face new challenges like okay what do i do you know if i you know, like open a session on a Zoom, you know, and there are like six people, oh, wow, that's a crowd. Well, actually, it wouldn't be considered to be a crowd if it were face-to-face, but it's the new <laughs> right. environment yeah. that, you know, is making you feel that way. Um, that's so, so true. Right? So, 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 you know, so, so many of the things, I, I wouldn't say everything, but many of the uh, perceptions that we get, you know, when, when we start, you know, teaching online or taking online training, it has to do with that change in, in medium, right? In, in, so, like, I mean, just to give you an example, you know, how, how, for example, if you're teaching a class, you're in the classroom, like physically, you're monitoring your learners, right? So, like, you're walking around, you give them a, a reading text, you know, you give them some questions, you have five minutes 
read the text and answer the questions. And and you can like actually stand up, walk around, go around and, you know, like maybe not very intrusively, but you're still monitoring and making sure that the learners are on task. How on earth do you do that mm -hmm. online? Right, like you, can, you cannot go to your six learners' homes, you know, and make sure that they are reading <laughs> the screen. Right, um, right, yeah. Uh, so, an interesting thing that I've noticed in teaching online, and I this actually worked even better than I thought it would. As long as it's a small enough uh, group, when it's a meeting and everybody is on video, which I know can feel a little bit weird depending on who mm -hmm. everybody is, but. If everybody's on video, you can actually see everybody at the same time. And it is actually totally. very, very cool to kind of be able to monitor and just see everyone in their individual video screens. Like, oh, yes, look, they're reading or, okay, that person is clearly looking up or mm -hmm. looking at their phone or, you know, so they're probably finished with the tasks so and maybe they need a fast finisher task or whatever. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it kind of works. I, although it, yeah. if you haven't tried it, it doesn't feel like it's going to. First. yeah exactly it doesn't feel like yeah exactly like like the first time you try things you know it, it just feels a bit intimidating you know like, like you're saying so mm -hmm. but, but it's about like giving it a go you know and, and and nowadays you know with so many different apps and different things like for example like google docs you know like like using the same example you know you give your learners a reading text you know and they have to answer questions well like if, if you just like put it up on google docs you know and you have your learners you know, like just like highlight as they are reading text. You can actually like on different on different tabs on your screen. You can actually see how they are reading. Like you can you can actually like even like pace the reading. You can see like how at, at which pace and speed they are reading. Mm -hmm. You can like have collaborative writing. You know, you can have them all. You know, join like a, a Google Doc. You know, and write a story at the same time. So 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 you know that brings us back to the point that we were making earlier you know that sometimes you know online in environments you know and online applications will actually you know like uh, will actually have more potential you yeah know? so and, exactly and so and it's it's one of the things that you don't really stop to consider until you actually give it a go and you try yourself. Yes, absolutely. And it can seem very intimidating or kind of esoteric or it could. at first, um, you know, how are you, how on earth can you do collaborative writing if everybody's not in the same room? Um, but like you were saying, it's, it's actually not difficult. You just need a little bit yeah. of training and you need the idea. Um, you just need a little bit of coaching and guidance. And then it's, there's actually so much you can do online. There's so much. And I think there's so much more than you, that you can do online, you know, more than face to face. Right. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and people, you know, and teachers, you know, and companies nowadays are realizing that. And, and, you know, like if, if you look at big universities and you know, big institutions around the world, they've also gone, you know, in some cases, they've also gone fully online with like their own degrees, you know, with, with their own education programs. So, so there's also, there's also that, you know, to, to add to the equation and like the yeah. extent to which, online degrees or online programs you know online teacher training programs online degrees online basically everything that has to do with online environments will actually in this in you know in in, in the future very soon will actually potentially be even more i mean I'm, I'm i'm probably i mean i'm probably about to say a wild statement but it's a wild statement that might become true you know very soon you know the extent to which online training uh, as opposed to face-to-face -face training might become even more valuable in in the years to come, right? I know. Um, 
you know, I, this, this was a conversation that, that was happening on, on, on a group of trainers I'm a member of, and, um, you know, they were talking about, for example, they were talking about CELTA, because now CELTA, um, those of you that are listening to us, um, you know, um, CELTA is, is an initial teach training uh, program, you know, by, by Cambridge in, uh, Assessment English and by basically the University of Cambridge. And it's for people that would like to get started in the profession. And right. if you and, don't know what it is, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to this episode of to the episode where we talk about exactly what it is. But yeah, so it's teacher training for English teachers. Teacher training for English teachers, yeah. right? And what Cambridge, you know, like in view of the current situation, what they've decided to do is to send, um, basically to go online with, with CELTA, you know, which used to be, um, you know, in the past, I mean, up to like three months ago, you know, used to be a, a, a face-to-face course. And, right. and, and now they've gone fully online with that, you know, given the situation to make sure that, you know, people around the world are still you know, are still able to get training, right? But the interesting thing about that, and there was a conversation going on in this, um, you know, forum that I'm a member of, was, um, you know, the that big divide, you know, between people that were, like, fully up for, you know, like, online training, you know, and online teaching, and also people that, you know, were very rooted in mm-hmm. the traditional ways. But one of the comments I read on the forum, and I found incredibly interesting you know and i thought well i I never thought of that but but that's so so true um uh, one of my peers you know on the forum said that if they if there were potential employers uh hiring people you know hiring english language teachers and and they came across you know they bumped into somebody who you know take you know who who because of the situation with CELTA, right, which now is, is, is fully online, um, somebody who'd taken that course fully online, they will they would take them immediately um, because that person has gained those skills that in the future would potentially be very valuable to the company, you know, because there would be potentially in the future this new, you know, like online teaching department, you know, this online mm-hmm. training department and... Uh, and, and 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 I hadn't thought of that. I and, hadn't and either. It's very interesting. So it, it's a very interesting thought, you know. And and yeah. And, pe- and people nowadays maybe don't realize how important that could potentially become. But you know where things are going, you know maybe people would actually like to have you know more professionals that have actually gone through the process themselves, so that they can deliver the courses wherever course that is, you know, in an online environment. So right, it's so true. Right? Yes, so true. And I thought about the same thing. And it's interesting that this is exactly the kind of situation we were talking about. And that I think that meme I mentioned, you know, the comic about oh, so all those meetings really could have been phone calls or emails or whatever. I think the exact same thing happened with Celta, where in the past it was absolutely something that I think almost every trainer said. Um, there's no way that CELTA could ever not have an in-person component. No way. Like it is just a core pillar of of the, the course mm-hmm. and the way that it works, right? Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden this happened and there was no other way. You know, it was either we don't do it at all or yeah. we figure out a way to do it online, to do the teaching practice part online. And 
actually it wasn't that hard <laughs> to, yeah. to transition the teaching practice part online is what we're finding. And so all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually it's very, very possible to do teaching yeah. practice online. And with the direction that the industry seems to be going now very rapidly after all of this has happened, it's preferable probably. Totally. And um, so I'm training on a I'm the CELTA trainer on an online course right now. And the teaching practice, of course, was initially meant to be in person. And when all of yeah. this started happening, it, you know, Cambridge decided to approve moving it online. So um, and the reaction from the candidates on the course was actually very positive. And many of them were like, oh, this is perfect, because I was actually hoping to teach mostly online after CELTA anyway. Wow. So now I'm getting the training that I actually need that they actually rather need, than yeah. getting this other training that I then have to kind of translate to online. Um, And then further, I think what you were saying in terms of employers jumping at the chance to hire someone who had had that teacher training, but online teacher training, you know, where they know how to lead a class on an online platform. I think it's when you think about it so much easier to learn how to do it online and then think about how that applies to the physical classroom. Because when you move into the physical classroom, you're removing so many potential obstacles. You know, you're removing any technology glitches. You don't have to operate some sort of platform. You're just standing up in front of people and doing the things that you already learned how to do online versus the other way around. If you learn how to do it in person, you ha- you're you taking all of those same strategies online, but then you have this added challenge of, okay, now you have to use the technology. Now you have to learn this platform. Now yeah. you have to figure out all this other stuff. Um, so it does make okay. sense that it goes much more smoothly in one direction versus the other, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, no, it it totally does. Yeah, and, and you know, as, as you were, you know, like sharing, the, you know, talking about this, and I'm thinking, well, I mean, I, I think it also has to do with, you know, how people, you know, view online teaching, you know, traditionally, you know, because, because, and that kind of like brings us to another myth, you know, which, um, which of course, you know, it's totally not true, that, that's why it's a myth, so, <laughs> but, but, but the fact that like online teaching is just like lecturing, right, like the fact that, right, like online teaching, you're basically you, you know, the teacher kind of like talking to the webcam and, the learners listening to you, right? Like um, pretty much like empty vessels, you know, zombie-like kind of thing. Um, and that's so not true if you are trained up, you know, to be a really good online teacher, that is, right? Um, and, and, it's, and as a good or as a well-trained, you know, online teacher, then there's so much that you can do so that the lessons, you know, online are much more student-centered and, and you're making use of all of these different all of these different applications and different tools and, and different, you know, like tech, educational technologies. And so, uh, so, so I, I think sometimes, you know, when I hear people say, oh, you know, it's just a, like online teaching is not the same as face-to-face mm-hmm. teaching, you know, uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, that, that, that might be the, oh, that might be what you, what you're thinking because the traditional way you're considering as online teaching is that, that, that of the lecturer rather than, you know, like the, the the online teacher that's actually facilitating exactly, and all of learning. the tools you can use to make that work. Exactly, and and once you've gained those skills, you know, you've gained that training, you've like developed those skills, and you, you know, you can so like you're saying yourself, you know, you can so easily transfer them, translate that to 
you know, like the face-to-face environment, right? I mean, I've seen so many people that, you know, they take the face-to-face training, like, for example, on CELTA, right? And then they move online and it's like, well, like, okay, like, I'm used to, like, having my learners work in groups or, like, Mm -hmm. give them, like, a jigsaw task, whatever, right? A role play, face-to-face, doctor-patient. Yeah. How do you do that online? And, And then... You know, they, they do struggle, you know, like, you know, making that transition from the face-to-face environment to the online environment. But, 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 but if you do the other way, you know, whereby right from the get-go, you know, you have to, I mean, it might be a bit of a challenge at, 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 you know, at, at, you know, at the beginning because, I mean, as, you know, with everything, you know, the first time you're doing, you're, you're learning to do anything, you know, of course it's going to be a challenge. But once you've gone past that, and you've learned all of these different tools and applications and everything that you can do, you know, anything that, that is, is potentially possible, you know, in the online environment, you can so easily make that transition to the mm-hmm. face-to-face classroom, right? Like, Absolutely. imagine, you know, so. Right, because yeah. like I said, there aren't any additional tools or platforms or anything that you need. At that point, it's just, it's easy. You've already you know, the concept of, okay, I want to put the learners in pairs or groups or whatever. So in the physical classroom, you just do it. Um, you just do it. It's the and online more, and, stuff and that's and a easier. bit trickier, yeah. but, but you can learn that as we've been saying. And I think that's what we're both very excited about right now is um, yeah. we know that that can be intimidating. And if you're listening and this is something, you know, hopefully listening to this conversation has made you a bit more optimistic or excited about the possibility of online teaching. Um, yeah. But if you're still a little bit interested um, or looking for ways to do that, um, I'm excited to announce that we have a series of webinars coming up. We're bringing back the webinars um, and I'm going to be working with with you, Orlando, and some of our other, thank you, some of your colleagues. um, And we're going to offer some free training on how to make online lessons work. Um, So we have some great topics coming up and our first one is actually going to be on Uh, this coming Friday, April 17th. And the topic will be um, basically just an introduction to teaching online, right? So we're going to talk about um, building rapport with learners, kind of making everybody feel comfortable on an online platform. So building rapport, doing some icebreakers. How do you get students interacting and how do you get students to kind of become comfortable with each other, become comfortable with the online format? and a little bit of a tech tutorial. So how do you become comfortable with the online format? So we're very excited about that. Yeah, super excited. Yes, so if you're listening, uh, please register if you're interested. You can go to tefelhorizons.com slash webinars, and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. So if you're listening to this on our website, um, you can just scroll down and you'll find the link. Uh, so go there, sign up, it's totally free. Um, we just want you to register so that we know who you are and how many people are coming. And so we can be sure to send you all the information you need, including the link to the live webinar when the time comes. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, so we're kind of wrapping up now, but Orlando, it's so great to have you as a guest no, on the show. And having, a, no, yeah. thank you for having me over. Yeah. Uh, you've always been somebody who's been very enthusiastic and I think very comfortable with online learning. And so it's been great to be able to pick your brain with all of this going on and just kind of, um, <laughs> sure. uh, what's the word, kind of pick up on your energy and excitement. It's It's been really yeah. inspiring. On my uh, tectonic excitement. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Tech as in technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> totally. 
Amazing. Um, well, thank you so much for talking to me today. And yeah, um, thank you. yeah, I have a feeling we might have you have you back on the show soon to go a little yeah. bit deeper into some of these topics. Totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, there's I, I think, you know, we could talk about uh, teacher training, you know, in the next decade, you know, and how I mean, you know, how teacher training and education in general, you know, is going to be well, teacher education right, is, um, is going to be changing, you know, in the next years to come, you know, so yeah, looking forward. Absolutely. To Great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Your support means so much to us. Feel free to leave a comment below if you enjoyed this and let us know what you want to hear about in upcoming episodes. If you know other teachers and travelers, we'd love for you to share this podcast with them too. And tune in this coming Tuesday for our next episode. Until then, you can find us at tefelhorizons.com. Let's keep making this big world smaller by expanding horizons. Horizons.